millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there, and welcome to the Explaining History podcast. And uh, today's podcast is really devoted to talking about uh, the Zionist and later Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin. Uh, there are a number of reasons to talk about him, not just the um, his role within um, the Arab-Israeli conflict um, and the uh, terror uh, campaign um, in the British Mandate of Palestine, but also there's an awful lot of interesting stuff that um, his journey kind of sheds light on um, about Zionism, Poland, uh, and the interwar years. Um, anyway, Begin began life as a, c- a citizen of the Tsarist Russian Empire. He was born in uh, Russian-occupied Poland at Brest-Litovsk. Um, and this was, I mean, it's currently part of um, Belarus, um, and it is a um, one of the, the kind of the centres of the uh, Pale of Settlement, which was the region of Poland and uh, West, the Western Russian Empire where the Jews were allowed by the Tsars to exist, um, and obviously uh, limited to certain trades and professions. Um, and the subject of uh, immense and violent uh, anti-Semitism. Begin is born on the eve of the First World War in 1913 um, into a devoutly Zionist family. Um, I think it's interesting that uh, his his birth coincides just on the, the eve of the First World War because it gives you um, an idea uh, about the, the revolutionary changes the First World War brings about. A uh, Zionist, a Polish Jewish Zionist culture that had very little uh, opportunity to realize its dreams of a Jewish nation state. Uh, by the end of the war, um, exists in a world that's kind of rich with um, opportunities. Uh, not only had the um, Russian Empire that had previously been incredibly repressive towards um, its Jewish um, citizens and subjects. Not only had that evaporated, but also the Ottoman Empire that had uh, dominated Palestine was also, uh, had also collapsed, and the British now had 
a mandate over Palestine, and in 1917 has uh, enacted the uh, Balfour Declaration, which um, gave uh, a clear intention of establishing a Jewish homeland in Palestine. The Polish state that established itself in uh, 1918 and 1919 um, was a far uh, more accommodating place, Just despite, in fact, actually the anti-Semitic attacks of the uh, new uh, independent um, Polish army uh, on um, Jewish settlements in Poland uh, at the end of the First World War, um, for the most part, there was a far more uh, accommodating attitude towards the Jews um, from the new uh, Polish government, particularly from its um, uh, leader, Marshal Pilsudski and Ignacy uh, Paderewski, um, both of whom really are the founding fathers uh, of modern Poland and who opposed the anti-Semitic ideas of Roman Domowski. Official um, government policy, Polish government policy in the interwar years, was supportive towards Zionism, um, perhaps in some way to actually encourage uh, an exodus of Jews from uh, Poland, but also in recognition of the huge numbers of Jews and their um, political uh, influence and their political uh, and, and economic position within Poland. This is a, uh, a minority of such a large size uh, that can't be ignored. So Menachem Begin grew up in a very rich uh, culture of Zionist schools and youth organisations, and one particular youth organisation, the Bitar, um, attracted him and it was um, founded by um, Vladimir Zaev Yabotinsky, who was the founder of uh, revisionist Zionism, a extreme nationalist. Some historians have described it as a, a fascist Zionism uh, based uh, around not just Jewish settlement in the uh, mandate of British Mandate of Palestine, but uh, around the establishment of a Jewish state, which is really a kind of a different proposition altogether. Yabotinsky had been one of the founder members of the Jewish Legion in the British Army during the First World War, and he went on to inspire organisations such as the Ergun and the Haganah, um, which uh, would uh, eventually wind up fighting against the British to force them to leave uh, Palestine. In 1935, at the age of 22, Begin was leader of the branch of Bitar in Poland, which was the largest organisation um, for the movement in the world, um, and seen as one of the kind of the important and influential figures of the future. Um, Begin is an immensely talented orator, uh, very skilled. She'd learned. Um, at university, he was a very, very sharp guy and um, a greatly admired by Yabotinsky and vice versa. He was passionate about um, smuggling uh, Jews into Palestine and particularly uh, following the ban uh, by the British after the uh, Arab revolt 
um, in the mid-1930s on new Jewish emigration to Palestine. And these uh, efforts met with you know, limited success throughout the 1930s, and they are obviously cut short by the war. Um, he arrives from Romania, where he was trying to establish a pipeline from there to Palestine uh, um, back in uh, Warsaw a couple of days after the Nazis invade. And he flees eastwards to Vilnius, obviously not aware that a second invasion from the east is due, um, and he winds up becoming a uh, prisoner of the Soviets fairly quickly after that. When the uh, Soviets uh, march in to Vilnius, uh, he has all the wrong pedigrees. He is a political Zionist, a former uh, Polish uh, army cadet, and he is accused of having uh, connections with the British, and the result is obviously arrest by the NKVD and torture. The NKVD, um, the Soviet secret police, probably more interested in his Polish national citizenship than his uh, Jewish um, heritage. It is only after the war that um, Stalin really adopts kind of political anti-Semitism following the founding of the State of Israel in the uh, mid-1930s. Uh, his great uh, nemesis, in some senses, even more so than Germany, is Poland. He's obsessed with the perceived threat that the Poles along Russia's long, porous western border seem to present. All of it um, largely fictional. Uh, and um, Poles that wind up in the custody of the Soviet secret police tend not to fare very well. He winds up being sentenced to eight years hard labour in the Soviet gulags and is shipped to Bakura in the far north of Russia, where he's um, stuck there until 1942. Um, obviously, in the summer of 1941, there is a Nazi invasion of the Soviet Union, and this means that, uh, all of a sudden, former enemies of the state have the opportunity to become quite good friends. Polish uh, prisoners, be they Jewish or non-Jewish, um, who could... Um, fight and who had military experience, those that hadn't been murdered in the Katyn Forest, that is, by the um, Soviets, were uh, set free uh, under the Anders Agreement um, uh, between the uh, Polish Home Army and the um, Soviets, enabling um, tens of thousands of able-bodied men to form uh, divisions that could go and fight with the British army um, and pass through uh, Persia uh, in the south in order to uh, meet up with the British army in the Middle East uh, and to... Uh cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Serve in whatever capacity to try to win the war. Begin is stationed as a Polish officer in uh, British-mandated Palestine and has the dilemma of um, staying, um, being sent to Europe in order to fight the Nazis at places like Monte Cassino or Anzio or Arnhem, or remaining in Palestine itself to fight the British, to fight the uh, the power who has really um, armed and equipped um, and provided an escape from the from the gulags. And whilst his initial instincts were to um, stay with his comrades and head to Europe the uh, contacts that he makes in Palestine with the Irgun persuade him to stay and there are even uh, Polish officers within the uh, Free Polish Army that you know have sympathies towards Zionism as well. Uh, you can kind of understand this I guess, you know, a, uh, the Poles for since the 17th century really had been a dispossessed and stateless people uh, and knew what it was like to fight for a homeland and some had obviously a natural empathy uh, with Polish Jews. Begin was one of the uh, figures of the Ergun who uh, really radicalised the policy of the Jewish underground towards uh, the British um, the Ergun had split away from the Haganah, the Jewish Defence Force, which, if you listen to the podcast I did on Ord Wingate in Palestine, was a, a kind of a self-defence force which becomes gradually over time more and more established and less and less kind of voluntarist and de facto organisation. It is the, uh, the Ergun that splits from the Haganah and believes that really a war should be waged against the British. The only way that a nation-state can be established in Palestine is if the colonial power that runs the territory itself is forced out, and therefore questions of uh, legitimacy um, of uh, the ownership of land, questions of the rights of Arabs and Jews um, can be resolved by a, uh, a more, more dominant and assertive uh, Jewish uh, leadership uh, under the under the Ergun, and this is the, really the language of the re revisionists. This is the Ergun uh, um, originate from the Bitar. The, many of their uh, members were from that organisation, and so it, this is uh, uh, Vladimir Jabotinsky in action. The justification that many Ergun uh, members had for splitting from Haganah and for uh, waging an active war against the British were that they claimed that the promises made in the Balfour Declaration and again in a white paper on Jewish immigration in 1939 
Uh, both of these had been betrayed, um, and there were, and the really the thing that had been betrayed were the promises given in both documents to allowing Jewish immigration into Palestine. And now, um, at the height of uh, the extermination of the Jewish people in Europe, and um, Begin's family are all murdered by the Nazis, the British are determined to choke off the, the lifeline of Jews into uh, Palestine. But the other thing, of course, is that um, as uh, revisionists, they are dedicated towards the establishment of a Jewish state, and the, the and the Jewish state and a mandate cannot exist together. One must be challenged by the other. So there are um, a uh, there are justifications in the minds of um, the Irgun that um, the the British represent uh, an enemy uh, of the Jewish state, in much the same way that the the Nazi regime does too. In their eyes, the Nazis were uh, eradicating all Jews from Europe, but the British were stifling the, any Jewish future in the Middle East. The Irgun war against the British begins in earnest in 1944, as the Second World War is drawing to an end, and a conflict with Britain lasted until 1948. Um, if you read James Barr's brilliant book, uh, A Lie in the Sand, um, the complex uh, politics between the um, different factions of Zionism and the um, Arabs, who are um, also an important part of the story, though one we can't quite tell at the moment because we're talking about a key Jewish figure, um, these are um, exacerbated by the ongoing feud between the British and the French for domination of the Middle East. And when the um, Irgun perpetrate the uh, largest act of terrorism against the British Empire up until that point, um, the bombing of the King David Hotel, which I'll talk about in just a moment, they do it with French explosives. British uh, counter-terrorism in Palestine at the end of the war uh, was fairly uh, ineffectual. Um, it was uh, limited uh, in, in terms of intelligence. Um, and the one major operation, Operation Agatha, I love how the, uh, the, the British can't really seem to uh, come up with code names of a, a macho nature if they tried to... Um, Operation Agatha, the crackdown on the uh, Jewish uh, agency uh, on um, key figures, key Jewish nationalist figures, uh, inspires um, the bombing of the King David Hotel, um, as all um, perpetrators of terrorism tend to claim. They'd given a warning, they had told the British there was a bomb there, but it went off anyway. Uh, killing 91 people, uh, not just British, but, but, uh, but Arab and Jewish as well. Begin is um, the leader of the Ergun at this point and involved in attacks on British soldiers and uh, particularly notoriously the kidnapping and execution of two British soldiers uh, in revenge for the hangings of Ergun members for, uh, for murders. Um, the uh, plan to assassinate... Uh, the British Chief Secretary in Palestine, Sir John Shaw, 
um, was devised never quite goes ahead. Um, the uh, result of these acts is that uh, MI5 have a £10,000 bounty out on Begin's head. During the process of withdrawal from Palestine in 1947 and 1948 uh, by the uh, British, the, uh, the Ergun and uh, Begin looked to the future and thought of the position that they would occupy in the uh, new Jewish state that they hoped to establish, um, the state of Israel. Um, and there was a compromise reached eventually with David Ben-Gurion, uh, of the Jewish agency who was uh, totally opposed to uh, Begin's actions. And these, this compromise really was one whereby um, the Irgun would um, agree to be disarmed and uh, absorb, its men absorbed into the new Israeli Defence Force. However, Begin didn't have much, ch much uh, of an intention of sticking to this uh, agreement as a plan was to have a fully armed Irgun still and have a, really an army within an army, one that could direct and influence the nature of the new Jewish state and really shift it towards um, Jabotinsky's revisionist ideas. Armed shipments from France uh, during a period of uh, ceasefire uh, between the Arabs and Israelis um, were uh, organised by Begin uh, on a large ship, uh, a large container ship, the Alta Lena, um, when um, Ben Gurion discovered the uh, existence of the ship, he insisted that the arms should be given to the Israeli Defence Force, with maybe some left over for the Irgun. Um, Begin boarded the ship um, against the agreement that he had with Ben Gurion and tried to make sure that the Irgun gained all the weaponry and um, as a result the Israeli Defence Force sank it uh, and arrested 200 Irgun members waiting to offload the arms. Meaning that um, very early on in the uh, State of Israel the uh, Israeli Defence Force uh, established itself um, as having a monopoly on force within the new country but there was still a tension um, from the uh, ultra-nationalist, ultra-right-wing um, revisionists um, and the Irgun was not a force that was going to go away lightly but that is really a story for uh, another time. Anyway, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this and found it useful and I'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. Thank you, bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.